Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Endow's Aaron Keller and Julie Watson. And we're lucky enough to have Kobe Shaw with the Tortoise Group over the phone from Las Vegas. Hey, Kobe, thanks for joining. Hi, Ashley. Thank you. And we're really lucky to have you guys on because you are the winner of the Kirch Award. So I think I want to start with Julie and have you explain the award. Yeah, so Tortoise Group has won the 2017 Wayne E. Kirch Nevada Wildlife Conservation Award. It is awarded every year, and it can go to a person or a group or a um, a organization, a company that has made big strides over the course of that year um, that have achieved significant results towards the conservation, management, or enhancement of wildlife in the state of Nevada. So this is a pretty prestigious award, and we're really excited to have Tortoise Group here and Kobe Shaw to tell us all about some of the work that they do. Awesome. So how did how is the winner selected? So the winner is selected. Well, first they're nominated. So Kobe Shaw was nominated, not by himself, by other people, multiple people, actually. And they, anyone can nominate. And right now for 2018, our nominations are out. They can be found on our website. You can also go to any Endow office, public office, and pick up nominations, and you can nominate people. And they get nominated. And then once nominations come in, there is a judging committee that is made up of two commission members from our um, Wildlife, wildlife the state of state of Nevada Wildlife Commission, <laughs> and then Marlene Kirch, which is a relative of Wayne E. Kirch, uh, me, and then four county members from the County Advisory Board of Wildlife. So you're kind of a big deal because you're on this board. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. No, I'm not a big deal. <laughs> so then um, you guys go through the applications. Yep, we go through the scoring. nominations. There's a whole scoring thing, and it gets scored and then it's just a numbers numbers game after that so right. whoever gets the most points wins nice so kobe when did you find out that tortoise group had won this award um it was probably about uh, uh two or three weeks ago uh, julie called me actually julie called our our hotline and uh <laughs> the vast majority of calls <laughs> that we get to that hotline are for lost tortoises or yes found tortoises. <laughs> nice. and, uh, it takes a day or two for the uh the calls to to get to me we've got a wonderful volunteer named sherry who uh operates the hotline and uh she she sent me a text message saying call julie from endow and i i thought it was you know so usually we we interact with endow on on all uh work level stuff and i was like oh lord what happened now? <laughs> and, uh, and uh i called julie up she said well i've got great news for you, you guys won, won this award <laughs> and i and i i remember specifically uh 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 like having ha- having all the documentation for the award, uh, somebody from USGS actually brought it to my attention. I said, "Well, that, that's awesome. Thank you. I'd I'd love to. Our organization does all this wonderful work, and uh, it's uh, it's nice to be uh, it's nice to be recognized." So yeah, it was a it was a good phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that is the number that was on 
on the nominations and on what the website and that was the only number <laughs> i could find uh, well you guys you got a hold of each other <laughs> yeah. so it worked out so let's get into what exactly the tortoise group does it sounds really interesting from what you were just telling us um and what i do know of it sure um tortoise group does uh all all sorts of stuff and uh we primarily are in the state of nevada but uh uh, our, our and and our conservation efforts, and when I say conservation, I'm saying uh, conservation in the Mojave Desert. The the work that we do has uh, the underpinnings of of taking care of tortoises, kind of as our uh, the, the under the auspices of why we get volunteers to do things. But under those auspices, we end up uh, interacting with all sorts of different agencies, and then we we take part in a broader conservation effort. And I'll give you a good example: is uh, a project that we're working with. Uh, Boy, all the collaborative efforts is Endow, BLM, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, the Park Service, and uh, I think there's another agency in there. But uh, we're providing the volunteers that uh, that that uh, do the actual work, and the work is called jelly rolling. Uh, we take uh, uh, plants that are going to be replanted in burned areas of the Mojave, and then uh, uh, take uh, uh, like a creosote bush or burst sage and uh, get rid of the soil and then just put it in a uh, kind of a wet nap, almost like a, a, a diaper. And that allows people to carry it f uh, for much longer distances and then to plant it where the, uh, the folks that do have to plant it out in the desert, uh, you know, they're, they're not having to lug 40 or 50 pounds of soil. They can just take these, uh, these plants and then put them directly into the ground. Obviously, there's a time constraint on that. They've got about uh, 12 to uh, 24 hours to do that. But our volunteers help out with that. Now, does that is that dealing with tortoises or having specifically to do with tortoises? Not specifically, but tangentially it does because our volunteers are helping with the broader conservation effort. And then ultimately that land where we're replanting uh, wild tortoises are going to be uh, walking around. So we do the conservation part, and that's a, that is much broader efforts from uh, 2017 and into 2018. And then our core, uh, uh, our organization was founded in 1982. The core, the core effort of what we do is uh, to facilitate adoptions of desert tortoises within the state of Nevada. And uh, as as we all know, the desert tortoise is listed as threatened species under the Endangered Species Act. So there's specific rules and regulations that go through uh, that, that follow a tortoise when you're transferring a tortoise from a a person to another person or to an entity. Um, we've got schools and institutions that sometimes want to uh, adopt a tortoise. I, I think there's 25 or 30 grade schools in Clark County uh, that, that have tortoises as their mascot, and they've got a tortoise uh, in the schoolyard somewhere. So we're the, we're the agency that comes in and, and, and helps with the borough build and helps setting up a proper habitat for the tortoise. And then the uh, the day-to-day -day work is the adoption from home to home. When somebody moves, a uh, family member dies, uh, somebody gets wants to get rid of their tortoise, you can't sell a tortoise, you can't take them across state lines, and you certainly can't put them back out into the wild. Uh, so so we are the only agency that can take the tortoise, and then and then what we do is we find a new home for those tortoises. So that's uh, that's the the bulk of what we do. I did not realize that this whole adopting a tortoise was even a thing until recently when I moved to Nevada and a few of our Endow employees also have adopted tortoises. So, so that's a common thing here. 
Yeah, it really is. And uh, arguably, I think that um, you really adopt an animal. I mean, you might pay for a dog or pay for a cat, uh, but but really, how do you own another sentient being? You know, <laughs> we're just we're we're just facilitating the transfer of of these animals from one family to another. And uh, unfortunately, the problem the problem in Southern Nevada, is, as well as Southern California, is that there has been a lot of good effort put into wild tortoise conservation, but the um, the, the 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 effort put into custodians and pet management has kind of been ignored for the past 30 years. And as a result, we have a wild overpopulation of, uh, of pet tortoises, and none of these pet tortoises can be put back out into the wild. So it's, uh, it's kind of a catch-22 that we've got, and uh, it's, it's, it is a big issue. It's, it's not really discussed at all. Wow, yeah, I, did, I wasn't that aware of it. And then you said a lot of your the people you serve are actually in California, so you guys go beyond Nevada. Yeah, we have uh, we have a lot of members that are in California. We've got uh, actually we have quite a few members in uh, Arizona as well. Um, but we have we have a couple we've got a couple folks up in in Utah, but the the part of Utah where desert tortoises are native to is is really small and it's not inconsequential. But uh, the largest numbers of people are in Southern California, uh, followed by Southern Nevada, and then uh, 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 the Phoenix area, Phoenix and Tucson. Okay. And then how do these, I don't even know how to explain it. How do these tortoises get into the, the system? <laughs> I mean, That's it's like a, a foster question. care system, yeah. but how do they end up needing to be put up for adoption or however you would award that? Sure, that's a that's a great question. Um, the just like any other animal, uh, uh, the family just decides for whatever reason that they can't take care of the animal anymore. That's 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 one way that the tortoise has come to us. But uh, I'd say that's probably about ten percent of the volume. Ninety percent of the volume of tortoises that we receive are uh, just tortoises that are wandering around the streets. And I, I say that kind of. Uh, uh, in jest, but it's but it's actually the truth. The problem is, is that there are so many tortoises in Clark County alone that uh, the, the folks that do have tortoises, people are afraid to talk about tortoises because of the laws and whatnot. Uh, it, people are afraid that if they if they say that they've got a tortoise, that uh, some some government agency is going to come take their tortoises from them. Um, they, they don't there's a large misunderstanding of, of what happens and and because of the misunderstanding one of the major issues is an overbreeding population an overbreeding problem um, the overbreeding can't be addressed until we can start communicating to the folks that actually do have tortoises and uh, the overbreeding then presents issues uh, uh, that you uh, I can draw the straight line and basically you've got tortoises walking around city streets so um, there's we're doing a census right now uh, in Clark County, and the preliminary results look like we've got well over 100,000 tortoises in captivity in Clark County alone. Wow. Holy cow. How many did you say? 100,000. Six figures. One that figure. is crazy. <laughs> well, we're actually running out of time. That went real quick because this is so interesting for the first half of the show, but we're going to get into this even more. When we get back, we will be right back after this short break. Hold on to 
If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Endow's Aaron Keller and Julie Watson, and we have the Tortoise Group's Kobe Shaw joining us over the phone. Kobe, right before the break, we were talking about how there are a hundred thousand pet tortoises. So that is only pet tortoises, correct? Yes, and that is. Uh, I need to be specific about that. That that is the uh, the, the estimation that we have right now. We're going to get a, a, a scientific estimation. UNLV is is doing a study. Uh, we're going to get the results probably in November or December. But uh, there, are the 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 whole point of that number is that there is a whole bunch of tortoises that are pets, and uh, I think the 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 real issue there is is overbreeding. Uh, folks just. For a long time, you know, people thought if they had a mating pair in their backyard that, uh, you know, 10 babies a year was a good thing because they could take the babies and put them out in the desert and, and you know, help this species that's on the endangered species list. But uh, the, 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 the reality is the, the opposite of that is true. Those tortoises uh, act as a direct threat to the wild population because of the disease that they carry in captivity. So is that why they can't? So that's why they can't be released back into the wild, then. Exactly, and 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 and, and there has been probably twenty five years of of effort on the part of all sorts of government institutions as well as nonprofits. The Smithsonian Institution was involved for a while. San Diego Zoo was involved. Uh, right now, it's a institute, a company called Great Basin Institute, and the idea was to take pets. Well, we got so many of these pets. Why not just put the put the pets back out into the desert if we have not enough uh, tortoises out in the desert? And uh, the primary reason is disease, and uh, because there, because there was so much disease in the pet population, um, there there never was a clean way of taking tortoises and then putting them back out into the wild. And 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 scientists will tell you the jury's still out with that. There's there's a group of folks that think that. Uh, Rehoming from pet population works out in the wild, and then there's a group of scientists that say rehoming doesn't work. So, so the the general consensus is, don't take a pet and put it back out in the wild. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah. The there. <laughs> good practice. This is so interesting to me. I wasn't aware of any of this or how big of an issue it is. So, um, and we, over the break, we were talking about how the two things you're always looking for is volunteers and people looking to adopt. So let's talk about volunteers. Certainly, certainly. Um, boy, we would not be, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for the awesome volunteers that we have. And, uh, I would love to take credit for the work the Tortoise Group does. And I would, I would love to take credit for this award, but in reality, it, it's, it goes to the volunteers. Um, the, the men and women that volunteer with Tortoise Group, a, a lot of these folks have been volunteering since the 80s. Uh, we, we started in 1982. Uh, our founder was a woman named Betty Burge, who was just very, very interested in desert tortoises. Uh, she was instrumental in getting the, uh, the animal listed in uh, 1989 on the federal uh, uh, endangered species list originally. And uh, we just have a lot of volunteers that care about uh, the environment 
and they care about the state of Nevada. They're they're folks that really really want to help out, and and we are we're just very lucky to have these uh, these people helping because uh, we could not do the work that we do without them. Wow! And right now, how many volunteers do you have? Uh, we have we have well over a hundred volunteers within the state of Nevada. Um, we've got probably about forty really active volunteers, and then. Then we've got about five or six volunteers that uh, uh, they they basically work for us. I I don't know how else to say it. When you're working twenty thirty, if you're volunteering twenty thirty hours a week, then uh, that almost seems like a job to me. Mm-hmm. And and these folks come out and uh, we get help at our emergency habitat where we the transfer facility that we use for uh, uh, the re, uh, when we when we rehome a tortoise to to another home. Uh, you know that that site is maintained on a daily basis by our volunteers. Um, the work the the work that goes into all of the conservation efforts are uh, these are pretty big tasks, and uh, these volunteers just they love it. They 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 do the work that uh, we're getting the credit for now. So I'd, I'd be very remiss if I didn't give a shout out to them. And as a public platform, I would offer uh, anybody to take a look at our website, tortoisegroup.org. I'll even do one better. Anybody that's interested in helping, it doesn't matter if you like the environment or little kids or old people or whatever, you can always find a way to give back to your community by volunteering. So uh, if you're listening, you know, consider volunteering. There's some organization or some group of people out there that need your help. And uh, having said that, we need your help, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're so lucky to have learning about this issue. We're so lucky to, to have a group like you guys and then all those volunteers willing to dedicate their time. Mm-hmm. So would you just suggest people looking to volunteer to head to that website? Yeah, uh, tortoisegroup.org is our website. Uh, there's all sorts of information about uh, tortoise care. Uh, if you do have a tortoise, uh, if you're thinking about uh, a pet, I'd, I'd offer think uh, think about having a desert tortoise as a pet. Uh, they're awesome uh, in terms of maintenance. I mean, these little guys sleep <laughs> six months out of the year. <laughs> when, you know, you, if you've got uh, natural vegetation in your backyard, you don't even need to buy food. The tortoise is kind of a little lawnmower. It will, will eat pretty much everything back there. And if you do buy food, you're looking at maybe 50 to $75 a year worth of food. So talk about just some really, really low-maintenance, low-key animals that uh, they're, they're, they're just wonderful as pets. You know, somebody asked me, why, why would you have a tortoise as a pet? It's kind of weird to have a, a reptile. And uh, the, best, the best example I could think of is it's like a campfire. If you've ever sat in front of a campfire, you're drawn to this campfire. You don't know why. You're just looking at it. Fire is just really, really interesting to watch. It's the same thing with a tortoise. I mean, tortoises just kind of walk around, they eat, they poop. I'm all they, for it. <laughs> you know, they, they just move, but they're they're wonderful little animals, and they're they're great stress relievers too. You just just watch a tortoise, spend some time with a tortoise, and you get calm. <laughs> and I've actually done um, videos with David Catalano, um, one of our biologists. He has a tortoise, and uh, we did a video of him when he got it ready to go to sleep for six months and then when he got it ready to come out and all you do is you it looks like he just puts it in a box and it sleeps for six months <laughs> that's yeah, so that's cute the, and, the, and for for up in northern nevada that is the protocol for uh, uh it's hibernation but it, it, for a tortoise it's yeah i was calling it sleep <laughs> uh, but in 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 the mojave the tortoise just goes into their hole and then they sleep for six months but up in northern nevada and uh and actually, right uh, if you go laterally straight across to California, 
the folks that have tortoises in uh, uh, middle and northern California do the same thing. Uh, you guys, it's a little bit too chilly outside because uh, there is snow and whatnot. Um, so what you do, you just put a tortoise in a box. The tortoise knows <laughs> it's time to go to bed, so he just goes to sleep for six months. <laughs> I think it's, it's so crazy. funny. The tortoise knows exactly when it's time to go to bed, too. It's funny. You just have this box in your house with this living thing you know is inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I had a buddy when we posted this on our Facebook page that said, hey, I – I ado- uh, adopted my tortoise from those guys. Those guys are great. Oh, that's awesome. And so that's how I kind of learned about a bunch of the stuff that you guys do. And and uh, But I always laughed when he would, when I'd go over there and I'd see the tortoise, like, coming in and out of its hole. <laughs> yeah. But then I was like, well, how do you know when to put him in the box? And he said, well, he'll let you know. They'll just that's go in their so hole cool. and they'll just stay in there. Mm. And then you kind of dig them out put them in the box. And he yeah, put, and it, he it, put it, shredded it paper and stuff trying to make it nice. It, it makes sense, too, if you think about it. A tortoise is a cold-blooded animal. At, uh, uh, when you get below about 60 degrees, he just starts, he or she starts to slow down. And uh, the tortoise needs that time period, uh, that roughly five and a half to six months, to you know, sleep, regenerate, their, all their metabolism slows down, and it's all directed by the temperature. So, so you're absolutely right. Your buddy is, is 100% correct, and that's what we tell people. You know, your tortoise will tell you what it, when, it, when, when your tortoise is, is ready to go into brumation because their body temperature starts dropping and then they just slow down. And then at some point, the tortoise just says, eh, it's too cold, I'm going to go to sleep. So, uh, all right, see you in six months. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So you were saying, um, I think it was during the break, you were talking about how many tortoises there are that are in need of a home. Of adoption. Yeah, of adoption. Yes, we have uh, we have literally hundreds of tortoises that need new homes right now. So uh, we get uh, roughly fifteen hundred uh, surrenders in Clark County. Uh, that's not including anything that happens in California or uh, or northern Nevada. Um, we it's uh, that's that, that's a whole bunch, and uh, we just we we want to let people know first of all that it's completely legal to have a tortoise as a pet. You just need to make sure it's registered. And if you already have a tortoise, all you need to do is register your tortoise, and you can do that completely free. And uh, we even offer an anonymous registration on our website because we did get feedback. Uh, folks were afraid of putting their information mm-hmm. out. Uh, they, you know, any type of negative stuff that comes of putting your personal data online. And we offer an anonymous registration, which just asks for your zip code and how many tortoises you have. And the system generates like a 20-digit code, and then you've got that uh, forever, and that's your, that is your registration. So it's a really easy process, and uh, I'd encourage anybody to think about uh, adopting a tortoise if you want a pet, because we've got tons and tons of these uh, wonderful, wonderful little animals, and they do have personalities. They're not, uh, it's not like a, a you know, a, people think about reptiles and they think about this cold, dead thing. <laughs> Who doesn't love a tortoise? They're so cute. <laughs> they yeah, are they cute. They really are. Um, so when I think of tortoises, I was thinking like this giant tortoise. Right? Yeah, that you can like sit on top of. Yeah, like a, moving, <laughs> like a moving coffee table, mm-hmm. right? But like what are the size of – you're talking 1,500 tortoises. You probably have them all different sizes, right? Well, that, that is a great question too. The, the huge ones you're talking about, those are uh, typically uh, – there's a couple different species, but the ones that we see here in the southwest are called uh, uh, sulcatas or uh, African spurred tortoises. And those little babies can get up to like 150, 200 pounds. Those yeah. things get huge. 
Um, Galapagos tortoise seems to get kind of big too, but we don't really see those here in the southwest. Um, the tortoises that we deal with, when I say 1,500 tortoises, I'm talking about one species, mm-hmm. and that is Gopharis agassizii. That's our, that is the animal, that's our state reptile. That's a, a Mojave Desert tortoise. Um, desert tortoises typically don't get bigger than about 12 to 14 inches. Um, they're 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 about the size of a dinner plate. They're not they're not overly huge. So right. we're so very manageable. Anywhere from about six inches long to uh, fourteen inches long mm-hmm. maximum. Uh, cool. A really 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 heavy tortoise will come in around twenty pounds. Uh, most tortoises weigh between ten and fifteen pounds. Nice. Right on. Yeah, and if anybody listening, you know, we have a couple. We like Ashley said, we posted a couple videos with uh one of our biologists and his kind of like habitat that he made and it's really cool it was actually yeah. pretty informative so you should cool, check yeah, that so. out and then kobe one more time what is your website that people should be going to if they want to adopt or volunteer tortoisegroup.org nice. pretty simple and uh and i've looked at uh, the the search engine seo throughout the state of nevada if you're in nevada and even in california if you just type in tortoise and adoption, uh, our website comes up as number one. So it's uh, it's pretty simple to find. That's fitting. Nice. Well, thank you for the work you're doing. And Julie, you're accepting more Kurt Award applications right now. Yep. So. Nominations are out right now. Um, you can nominate someone, turn them in to us by November 15th, and it's all on our website. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs>